Get to back. Back again. Stupid. Very, very dumb. Very, very dumb. All right. Let's crack it wide open, guys. Welcome back to Ouch My 30s, the podcast about the decade no one prepared us for. See, it's been so long, I even forgot the thing that I sometimes say at the beginning. Uh, I moved to Nashville. Uh, I moved to Nashville, Tennessee. I didn't show up in a hotel room for two weeks. I didn't Airbnb for a month. I signed a lease for an apartment in Nashville, Tennessee. And, uh, yeah, it's been interesting. Uh, it's, you know, all right, so look, I've been trying to find consistency in my life for a long time, obviously, for anyone who's listened to this podcast. It's been a frantic, desperate scramble across America trying to find meaning and purpose and fulfillment. And, you know, very key to that was not ever really committing to one place. Now, uh... You know, I'm having some hesitations about uh, kind of desperately signing a lease because I was like, where the fuck am I going to go? But I am seeing the benefits of being in one place uh, for at least an extended period of time. Will I be here for a year? Probably not. But uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I've reflected on a lot the past couple of weeks. Uh, I should probably prepare more notes for these things, but this is just me cracking the barrel back open. Um, It's the death of the fuckboy. I'll say that. Now, I've never really understood or appreciated that term, probably because it reflects upon me greatly. Um, But I've never considered myself that. You know, sure, I've had my dalliances and romantic trysts, but they were always in mutual respect, and there was never defrauding anyone or, uh, you know, being duplicitous. Uh, I'm a single guy, and these women were largely single women. And, you know, short of us calling each other girlfriend and boyfriend, I treated these relationships as such. And they were all incredibly valuable, are incredibly valuable. But, uh, ap- you know, people are changing. And that's kind of what I'm learning. Um, many of the women that I've been with uh, are done with that. You know, they're done with me rolling in and out of town, being sort of you know vague in my intent and desire. Uh, but, you know... I, in in kind as as they were as well, but um, you know, one of my last therapy sessions before I came down here, uh, you know, I got very sad and started crying about like just the absence of these sort of. You know, Bill Hicks has a great joke. He's like, "It'll take one really great woman to lock me down, or a lot of mediocre ones," uh, <laughs> which is not what I'm saying. My situation was, but uh, I just always took for granted these this sort of you know, myriad of different relationships and dynamics that I had with, you know, different girls. And uh, that's rapidly coming to an end because I think the end of the pan I think the pandemic made people realize that a, a lot of things, obviously, but life is short, uh, gave a lot of people perspective and, you know, frankly, probably made people respect themselves more. Uh, and if they weren't getting something out of a dynamic, whether it was physical or emotional, uh, I think people are a lot more quick to shut shit down that doesn't work for them. And I respect that. And But it's also, you know, you know something to, it's a learning curve for someone who has relied on these sort of, uh, uh, again, sort of inconsistent, vague, uh, 
dynamics and relationships uh, with people and with women. Now, the flip side of that is people are becoming wildly, wildly guarded. That's the fucking flip side of that. Now, there's it's, it's great. It's all well and good if you're like, hey, look, I'm looking for a relationship. You're not. I'm going to move on. That makes sense. That's fine. But there is this, like, hostility, and even, like, on dating apps, it's like people are like, hey, if you're not this exactly, or if you're not, mm, you better just get it out of there, fella. And, you know, maybe this is just a virtue of the age that I am and, you know, the women that are in my age bracket. But there was always this sort of risk involved with, you know, being attracted to someone uh, and allowing yourself to, like, not have to so definitively label a situation or someone because part of that, what a relationship is and what learning about someone is, is that discovery process because you don't know. You can't sit down to someone for dinner that you matched on a dating app or that you're interested in and be like, okay, let's just cut the bare bones. Like, you want to get married in three three years? Okay, you want kids in five? All right, great. Okay, sign on the dotted line. I don't know you. Um, so I think that's what the, the, the pandemic has really robbed us of, that luxury of taking risks and having there be no guarantees and things. And, you know, so much of what this, you know, get vaccinated or, you know, wear a mask and, you know, this like this hypervigilance for the for COVID-19, what that's produced is the sense that you can have certainty in all aspects of your life and mitigate risk in all aspects of your life. And that's fucking insane and impossible. Um, but that's the pathology that's developed in the wake of the pandemic and something people don't really talk about. But of course I do because I'm a fucking social genius. Um, so yeah, I'm just finding that people are, are less willing to just be like, nah, let's see what happens. I'll give that guy a chance or, well, she's not the kind of girl I'd normally go out with, but fuck it. Uh, yeah, everyone is just mitigating risk at every corner and it's a nightmare and it's not fun and it's a bummer. And there's that, and that's what this fucking sense of just gray, uh, uh depression is in our, in our society right now. This like, just pale this 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 cloud that's above everyone right now uh yeah it's just it's a bummer and hopefully we'll get a new president that'll change that uh but yeah so i'm in nashville um i got way too drunk on uh saint patrick's day that was stupid i that like really gave me i was like i've been hungover for like two days uh I can never do that again. So I think it's even more. Look, it's a good time for changing, for making significant life decisions. Um, but yeah, it's been interesting being down here. You know, the comedy scene is a lot of good old boys. I can definitely tell many of them, black and white, are confused by me. Uh, which is fine. I'm used to that. I was walking around my neighborhood last night and you know it's a lot of drunks it's not like on broadway where all the honky tonks are but it's very close and it's i mean it's kind of a shit show it's like a lot of like college students from vanderbilt uh and then just you know rednecks from wherever coming into the big city and i'm walking and this i hear this guy bark you guys barking behind me it's like you know there's not there's no one else really on that street i just hear like and like you know i know what he's doing a, trying to scare me, provoke a response. But B, I didn't want to, like, whip around too fast to, you know, get the desired result. 
So I shouldn't have let them done this, but they close the distance a little bit. And I glance over as they do. He's like, how you doing? And, you know, maintain eye contact. Doing well. How are you? Yeah. And I could tell the direct eye contact and the baritone of my voice probably dissuaded him from advancing it any further. This is a tall guy. This guy's like 6'4". looks like a fucking, you know, this corn-fed Iowa boy, uh, you know, football player, wrestler. I was not interested in getting into an altercation, but I felt he was drunk enough I could have gone for the knee and then struck through. But his buddy, who was shorter, he's my height, he's like, hey, he's real close. He's like, hey, you know where, uh, you know where Tin Roof is? I'm like, yeah, about a half a mile down on your left. He's like, oh, okay, just down that way? I'm like, yeah, have fun. And they moved on, and they were like looking, the, the taller drunk guy was like looking at him like, I don't know, it was just, it was racism. Uh, so that's something I'm not like super jazzed about down here. It's certainly prevalent, and even in my uh, online dating aspirations. Uh, the old quirky black guy with the uh, unique hair, uh, that don't play down here apparently, uh, which is fine, but... I don't know. I didn't come down here like chasing pussy. I came down here because I needed some sense of consistency and a place I could walk around. That's been the biggest thing. Really nice and beautiful. I've been able just to like walk. I don't have my car. Anywhere I need to go is like a five, ten minute Uber. Uh, but I can walk around and that's been really, really good for me. And I've been going to a physical therapist here and you know, it's not the myofascial release that I'm so in love with, but uh, definitely, definitely moving a little better day by day. You know, there's a gym downstairs. Oh, after I almost got, like, you know, racially attacked. Wouldn't that have sucked if I got racially attacked and then, like, it was bit, it was what Juicy Smoulet, uh claimed happened. And I, if I tried to t- tell the story, they'd be like, come on, buddy. Another beige man with that, with, with hair trying to talk about two white guys came up on him. Come on, buddy. We've seen this story. Mm-mm-mm. <clears throat> I'd be so pissed off. Fuck Juicy Smollett. Would have Would have robbed me of an actual... The nigga who cried white. Uh, that's funny. Maybe we'll do it on stage or something. Uh, what was I saying? Um, got racially, almost racially attacked. Oh, so then I went to the, uh, the this apartment complex. I was like a gym and a punching bag. And like, you better believe I, I put on the Daredevil soundtrack and went to that punching bag. And uh, definitely pulled a muscle punching the punching bag. But it was nice to know that I still had some uh, some hits in me, so. Yeah. But other than that, uh, like I said, it's an interesting time. People seem very guarded, and I feel like a lot of my energy is just sort of, like, cracking that open. Uh, I did go to a rooftop bar, and these two ladies sat down uh, next to me. Uh, it was nice. I was just sitting by myself at, you know, on this rooftop bar, like, you know, there's a bunch of like sort of uh, benches or couches kind of in a semicircle. And they're like, is anyone sitting here? I'm like, no, no, go for it. Um, and I did the like, you know, the like, hey, how are you? Like, let them know I'm down to talk. But if they're not, whatever. Gave them a couple of outs. And uh, yeah, we hung out all night. It was pretty cool. As I was heading up to that rooftop bar, this couple wearing all white white cowboy hats white shirt white pants white cowboy boots both of them guy and a chick uh i'm heading to the elevator and they get on i'm like hey can you hold that and he goes sorry boss <laughs> it's the door closed and i was like this motherfucker so and i did like some real deep soul searching i was like i'm very pissed off about that but you know what i'm gonna let that go i'm not gonna let that ruin my day even though that really pisses me off 
I just think the people in Nashville and Tennessee in general are just like they're just belligerent, like they're just assholes. They're just, <laughs> just brusque, fucking just right, man. You better fuck you. They're just fucking. I mean, I'm, I'm sure many of them are nice, but the general attitude here is just like a very like jerks. Uh, so anyway, I get that. I catch the next elevator. I meet up with these girls. Uh, like, you know, an hour into talking with these girls, that same couple that let the elevator door close in my face, the girl comes up to me, and she's like, excuse me, would you mind taking a picture of us? And I, I go, I'm going to stop you right there, and I'm going to explain to you why I'm not. Your man let the elevator door close in my face. And, uh, yeah, so this is revenge. I'm not taking the picture. Uh, the two girls who sat down next to me were, like, horrified. The guy was like, he didn't know how to, like, process... I don't. They don't know how to process, like, direct confrontation, really, I think, down here in the South. Uh, especially from, like, a fucking arrogant New Yorker. And he was like, I might... I didn't... Hey, man, I just... No disrespect, boss. Sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> and, like, you know, I'm, like, smiling, kind of laughing. I was like, it's okay, but, like, you understand why I'm justified in not taking your picture, right? So the girls I'm with are like, no, no, we'll, we'll take it. It's okay, it's okay. Uh, they take the picture, and then, you know, as he's leaving, he's like, hey, man, sorry, no, whatever, it was just fucking retarded. Uh, anyway, we keep drinking, we go to a fucking Irish bar, I do, like, a green jello shot, drink green beer, and then I had, like, alcohol poisoning for two days, I felt like. (sighs) And here I am, and, uh, here I am in Nashville, in this weird, like, yuppie apartment complex. I don't know if the audio quality is any different, they have, like, soundproof, like, meeting rooms that I'm in, so maybe the... Fidelity sounds better than my fucking bedroom at my parents' my parents' house. Uh, and you know who my relationship with my father has uh, improved a lot. Uh, you know we we joke, we talk. Uh, you know, I kind of downplayed that talking to my therapist. How just you know, you know when I first started seeing her, and really when I first started this podcast, you know I was in a well of theory in that situation, and now having had a lot of things happen between that, you know, appendectomy, Lyme disease, like, I just don't give a shit, really, you know, like I said, I've always said, as long as he does, as long as he does the right thing by my mom and for himself, I don't give a shit, and beyond that, he's my dad, he is, and as a boy, I was fond of him in the context that I saw him, and, you know, nobody's perfect, uh, and he's a funny guy, and we joked, uh, about just, like, how many, we were talking, like, before I left, about how many lines there are to fucking get into a prison, and that's why I stopped seeing him as an adult, and I was like, nigga, how many lines there are to fucking get to see you? Like, I didn't commit a crime, how come I, like, I'm just trying to get in and get out. But anywho, uh, yeah, it's a nice sunny, it's a nice sunny Sunday afternoon in Nashville, Tennessee, here we are at Duval Culpepper, ouch, my 30s, coming at you live, uh, Yeah, so that's pretty pretty much it. I've just been wandering around this city, drinking beers, writing. It's been nice. I have my notepad and pen, observing people. Motherfuckers are belligerent here. I was at another bar, and this, like, fucking bowling ball of a girl, like, barrels in. And she's like, she, like, literally elbows me, like, trying to get to the bar. I'm like, "Uh, excuse me, I think I was ahead of you. I was here first. Uh... I was like, oh, I think I was in line ahead of you. And she's like, I don't care if you think I'm fine. And she, like, definitely was not uh, attractive. 
And I was like, that, that's not what I said. And then, like, this, like, sassy gay man next to her was just like, um, I, okay, I, I, I see your journey. Like, you said, like, some, like, gay colloquialism uh, that had that rhymed with wife. And she's like, I'm not your wife. And, it was, I, we, and we looked at each other, me and this gay guy. I was like, it's, don't, don't bother. Uh, and then she kind of disappeared. But, yeah, there's a belligerence here. It's just a town of drunks, I guess. It's a drinking town. Emotions are high. That's okay. Uh, but generally being alone, I have to be a little bit more... Uh, vestigious? That's not, that's not the right word. Maybe it is. Uh, oh, here we go. See, it is good to have notes. Um, yeah, I gotta, be, I gotta be on my toes a little bit more. I can't just be like out in these streets like drunk solo. Uh, that, that could be bad. Uh, not bad, it's just, you know... 35. Like, I can't begin to, like, street fights and shit. Uh, and I should just stick to... Com- I should just go... I, the only time I should be going out is, like, to do comedy or watch comedy. I don't need to be, like, fucking rabble-rousing with these fucking rednecks. Uh, they're not all rednecks. Some of them are nice people, I'm sure. Uh, I got my first rectal exam. Woo! Uh, yeah, you know, I've been having some residual pain from my appendectomy, just, like, scar tissue there, and, like, you know, it was starting to affect the jungle a little bit. Uh, not performance-wise, I was just getting, like, pain down there, which... Achievement unlocked! 35-year-old dick pain! Uh, everything's fine. But, you know, I, I went to this doctor. Lady doctor. And I was talking to my friends, like, you went to, like, a female, like, booty doctor? And that's what I will refer to them as, uh, for the duration of this, uh, segment. Uh, I was like, yeah, I don't want, like, some, like, Cro-Magnon, like, cigar holder, old man fingers up my ass. Like, fuck that. Like, I want, like, some, some dainty lady fingers. But, like, you know, but she's a doctor, so they, they probably got a little bit of, like, dexterity. To, anyway. Uh, it's just funny, like, trying to talk about your dick, like, and sound, like, dignified. Because, like, I don't really know all of the technical terms for everything. It's, like, penis, testicles, like, is the, are the testicles also the penis? I don't know. So I'm just like, yeah, you know, so when I'm beating off at a weird angle, sometimes the nutsack, that gets a little hurty. So I don't know. She's like, all right, well, um, drop your pants and ankles. Drop your pants and shorts around your, your knees. Which I, which is probably because they don't want you to, like, drop them around your ankles like you're a fucking fourth grader peeing on a goddamn urinal. Uh, so as I'm doing that, I'm sitting there like, where do I put my hands? So as she's inspecting my cock and balls... I put my hands on my el- on my hips like I'm a fucking third world dictator overseeing a genocide. Like, yeah, there can be only one leader and it is me. Uh, <laughs> and it was it was very. Uh, I'm like, she, uh, looking back, I'm like, did she notice me? Like, put my hands on my fucking hips. Like, I was like it was not my best move. And then you got to pivot to the bench to the uh, examination table, and she's like, all right, put your elbows on there and <laughs> woo. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, she was in there. Uh, lubed me up like a fucking Christmas ham, and I was like, she's like, how's that feel? Like, moving around and shit. I'm like, all of this sucks. Uh, and everything was fine. Uh, she's like, yeah, you just need to go to, like, some pelvic floor. Oh, wait, no, there's one more thing. Uh, oh, yeah, she's like, how does that feel? Uh... Oh, and then they ask, uh, do you want a medical chaperone? Because I'm sure, like, for women or something, if it's, like, a dude doctor, they ask for a medical chaperone, so it's not with some creep just, like, finger-banging ba- her in the ass. And I was like, uh, no, I don't want an audience here. What are you, selling tickets at the door? No, just, let's just get this over with. I trust you. Uh, so, yeah. 
everything was fine. Uh, I just got to do some more like stretching in that area. Uh, I, and then, all right. So then I, afterwards I go, this is the, my, this is the, my life is fucking crazy. I don't, I don't know how the hell I got like this. Um, so like a couple of days later I went to pelvic floor physical therapy, which is like, you know, uh, basically what I, I thought it was just for women, but apparently this is for everybody. Uh, but yeah, there's like, you know, there's, there's a lot of tightness in that region for all the sitting and driving or whatever. Uh, yeah, she she worked on me. I'll leave it at that. She didn't go my butt again. I was like, no more butts. How does anyone do butt sex? Why do you girls and guys enjoy that shit? Uh, no bueno. <laughs> oh, man. I also, it's also like, it also wasn't really a big deal. It's like, I didn't feel like violated. She was hot. Um, but also like, never again. Like, I don't, all these fucking like hipster lesbians in LA. Like, why don't you let me put my finger in your butt? I think you would like it. Um... No. <laughs> I tried it. No thanks. Um, so anyway, I got this pelvic floor physical therapy massage session or whatever. And my heart on after that was like Excalibur. This is, this is a TMI uh, episode, but whatever. Uh, aren't they all? My dick felt like a fucking baseball bat because I'm sure it was all this like restored blood flow to the area. I was like, I have the power! Uh... But no woman to use it on. What a shame. So all you ladies out there listening, uh, you uh, missed out on one particularly hard cock. We'll be right back. Um, <laughs> so I guess, you know, I'm on some sort of trajectory. Maybe, you know, something something's good. Something good is happening here, I think. Uh, and again, being able to consistently do things is hugely important, so comedy, physical therapy, doing this more often, uh, walking around, may not be surrounded by the most ideal human beings, but do I really need to be out drunk in the streets that much anymore these days? Probably not. So maybe I'll just stick to telling jokes and get my body right, and then I'll move on to somewhere else. And to anyone listening, to anyone who I have loved and do love and will love, I respect you, and it's a weird time, and I know I'm a weird guy. Um, I'm just doing my best here. It's been very—it has been very hard, the past year or two. It's been hard for the past five years, honestly. But uh, the hits keep coming, and they keep on coming. And do ba ba deep ba doop ba deep ba doop 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 ba doop doop doop. Hey now, you're an all star. That's not how the song goes. Hey now, all that glitter. Oh, I almost got sex trafficked when I first got here. The first night, I stayed at a hotel, and at like 3 o'clock in the morning, someone banged on my hotel room door. And it was like, not a bad part of town, but it was definitely like on the edge of like sort of the population center. And I thought I would like Jean-Claude Van Damme, like split jump onto my counter and grab a knife and be ready to like engage the guy. I just clutched my blanket tighter and went went to sleep. (laughs) I closed my eyes and hoped he went away, or whoever it was. Uh, I I didn't even say anything. Yeah, it's a weird town. There's a there's an inter- there's something going on here, but whatever, I'll be fine. All right, well, uh, let's uh, make this a Sunday tradition. Let's call this church. All these people outside, they're going to Jesus Church. Let's go to Duval Church on Sundays. Uh, again, thank you all. I love you all. I appreciate you all. Uh, I'm doing the best I can, and I hope you are too. I know you are. It's a weird time. Hang in there. Peace.